0: Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. Hi, I'm Michael Batnick, and this is It Feels Like the Game is Rigged. There are about a million and one different angles to consider when talking about the big story in the stock market last week. The most important thing that's happening, in my opinion, is a deterioration of faith that people have in financial institutions. Once trust is lost, it's almost impossible to gain it back. Memes aside, this is no laughing matter. A listener, I'll call Jimmy, asked us to comment on this. Here's Jimmy. My wife recently came into a large sum of money about two weeks ago. She played it wisely and invested the money for the long-term in S&P equities and mutual funds. She followed the playbook perfect, didn't try to time the market, didn't make any large purchases, etc. As a lifelong populist and supporter of any movement that increases the equality of financial opportunities, I was initially excited to see the trend behind GameStop this week. Non-traditional investors beat the crap out of professional Wall Street hedge fund speculators at their own game. I was also shocked when the hedge funds pressured the brokerages to disallow new stock purchases of GameStop, thereby changing the rules of the game in the fourth quarter because they were losing. Over the past few days, I truly believe the success of the GameStop microbubble has forced many hedge funds out of their long-term positions to cover their losses, which has had a negative effect on the S&P as a whole. Seeing my wife lose money as a result of the hedge funds full of shorts and inability to adapt to a new wave of social media, as well as the frightening thought that the trading can be halted at any time as brokerages see fit, has caused me to become extremely disheartened toward investing in the future. Sadly we are thinking about taking her money out of the market altogether and putting it into an investment that is less manipulated and volatile. Thanks for the email, Jimmy. I'm going to do my best to unpack this quickly, and then I'll make my point. Hedge funds have idea dinners in private behind closed doors. The people at WSB did this out in the open for everyone to see, and it worked. And when the brokers came out last week and interfered with people's ability to execute orders, I've never seen so many people with different beliefs come together. Everyone from Ted Cruz to AOC to Aaron Rodgers sided with Main Street against Wall Street. The idea that outsiders can stick it to the man resonates with each and every one of us. The events of last week are forcing us to talk about reforming things that, frankly, desperately need it. People are debating ideas surrounding payment for order flow, different tax rates for different holding periods, carried interest, and disclosures, to name a few. I love what started as David versus Goliath. But I gotta be honest, I'm starting to get worried. What I'm really worried about are the people who are already skeptical of the system that they'll leave and never come back. I'll get to that in a minute, but first, a quick word on the video game retailer. GameStop started out as a deep value play and has grown into something far bigger than anyone could have imagined. It's become about far more than money, it's now a movement where an army of outsiders are coming together for one common purpose. To stick it to the man. Well, mission accomplished, sort of. Melvin Capital, the fund that was targeted by Wall Street Bets, lost 53% in January. Wow. The typical long short fund lost 7% last week, which is a massive loss in a week for these types of strategies. These hedge funds are players just like WSBR, bigger players to be sure, but they're all operating in the same house, and we know the house always wins. The house in this case is Citadel, a large hedge fund that runs a market maker called Citadel Securities. I'm not about to side with or defend Citadel, not that they need my defense, but I do not believe they had anything to do with Robinhood and other platforms' decision to shut down trading. They just have too much to gain from retail to step in front of it. It wouldn't make sense. Despite their capital injection into Melvin, which admittedly looks incredibly shady to an outside observer, I really don't think they were involved. And oh, by the way, The fact that Janet Yellen, the new Treasury Secretary, got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in speaking fees from Citadel? Yeah, that probably doesn't help either. But neither of those two parties are responsible for what happened on Thursday and Friday. 29% of GameStop's trading volume last Monday through Thursday was handled by Citadel Securities, according to the Wall Street Journal article. They state that Citadel Securities revenue, which is separate from Ken Griffin's hedge fund that invested in Melvin, did $6.7 billion in revenue in 2020 all thanks to the explosion in retail trading accounts. So there would be no reason for them to make a call to Robinhood or any of the other brokers. It's not in their financial interest to do so. Well, what do I mean? Well, if they do 29% of GameStop trading, then according to some back-of-the-envelope math by Eric Balchunas, they made $100 million on one stock just last week. All right. So if it wasn't the hedge funds, then what the hell happened? Well, simply put, the financial system was not built for the type of activity that we saw last week. It might be a bit hyperbolic to say that the knees buckled, but it definitely got hit one too many times and it was on the brink of something dangerous. All right, so whose decision was it? It wasn't regulators as far as we know. It wasn't hedge funds and it wasn't Robinhood. Well, maybe it was Robinhood. But really, it was Robinhood in conjunction with the clearing firms That pulled the ripcord. A clearinghouse is responsible for all of the reconciliation after a trade occurs. And with the speed at which securities are changing hands, they simply got overheated. The intricacies of how these terms operate is a complicated topic that frankly I know very little about. I understand why there was mass outrage from Robin users, but I don't think there was anything nefarious going on. This was an epic failure to communicate. Because emotions are supercharged right now, I just want to reiterate that I am not siding with Hood here. I understand why its customers responded the way they did. I'm only saying that this was not some massive conspiracy. And it's important to say this, really important, because it leads me to the part of the story that is the most troubling to me, which Jimmy hit on. Here's Jimmy again. Sadly, we are thinking about taking her money out of the market altogether and putting it into an investment that is less manipulated and volatile, end quote. You're right, Jimmy you're right. Insiders have advantages. I understand that it feels like parts of the system are broken. I understand that it feels unfair. I understand that it feels like the odds are stacked against you, but I'm asking you, please reconsider. Listen, I'm thrilled for the people that got in early and made boatloads of money and GameStop and AMC and the others. But the people who are getting in late, they're going to be left holding the bag. And when they do, inevitably, they will go looking for people to blame. The system is rigged, will be shadowed out when what really will happen is the market's inherent rejection of rewarding get-rich-quick strategies. If you play their game and this is their game, you're not going to win. You're right. But Jimmy, if you take a long-term view, then you almost can't lose. Right now, people are getting rich quick, but this will not last forever. And the worst thing about trying to get rich quick, aside from the fact that it usually backfires, is that when it doesn't work, you'll say the game was rigged and leave forever. Jimmy, please do not go down this road. Do not cut off your nose to spite your face. If you want to win, then play a different game. Long-term investing is boring. It makes watching the grass grow look like an Avengers movie. But if you can hang in there for better and for worse, you will not regret it. Now, I can't promise you that it'll be easy, and I definitely can't promise you that risk will be rewarded. But I can promise you that sitting in cash is a sure way to lose. I hope you will reconsider. And I am happy to report... That Jimmy did reconsider. I got an email from him this morning. Awesome blog. I read it to my wife and we're going to stick it out. Needless to say, as first-time serious investors, we were a bit shaken up by the timing of last week's developments. Additionally, with so much liquidity in the economy, low interest rates, and the possibility of more stimulus on the horizon, I anticipate that many investors will be eager to buy the dip at any early sign of market correction. So I'm still optimistic about 2021 overall. Thank you for helping us work through this existential crisis it felt like the stock market was dunking on us last week. Well, thank you, Jimmy. I'm glad you considered. Thank you for listening. For more of my insights, please visit michaelbatnick.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. So-